and welcome to the Black and White Podcast. I'm Denise Pass, and this month, as we celebrate Christmas, my children are joining me on the show to share the biggest gifts Christ gave to them. This week, I'm joined by my third daughter, Annalise. Welcome, Annie. Hi, guys. (laughs) It's so fun to have you down here, and I have to tell you, you know, I always like to keep it real here. My daughter has red and white striped socks on, (laughs) and we're freezing down here. It's really cold. The scripture for today's episode comes from Deuteronomy 5.16, the New International Version. Honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God has commanded you so that you may live long and that it may go well with you in the land the Lord your God is giving you. So, Annie, you picked this verse. Why is that? So, basically, this verse has come up in my head every single time that I'm about to do something. It might not be something necessarily bad, but maybe not something the best for me. And every single time I'm about to stay up later or stay on something too long, it's always like, honor your mother and father that may go well with you. And I'm like, gosh, I want to be blessed, you know? So it's like, when I hear that verse, it's always really convicting that I don't, I want to be blessed and I want to see um, God's um, blessing in my life. You know, I remember one time when you were a teen working at Chick-fil-A and I took your phone from you and you were mad, but then you came and said, thank you, mom. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. You're like, it means you care. Uh (laughs) I love you. (laughs) But you know, I think God's truth, he points us back to what matters most. So that verse to you was a singular truth. You knew God had made a promise. He promised that he would bless you. And really for all of us, even if you go back to Genesis, he says, if you do what is right, you'll be accepted. You'll be blessed. And that goes for not just children, but for adults too. We're under authority. and But it, it means a lot to me that you would pick that verse because I do see that characterized in your life that you do have an audience of one, that you want to live for God. And even though you've had temptations, even this past summer, you served on an internship for political campaign. And you told me that there were things that surprised you there, Mm -hmm. but you chose because of a fear of God, really. Mm -hmm. The gift of the fear of the Lord was really in your life that you said, no, not for me, right? Do you Mm -hmm. want to talk about that any or... Yeah, so I was down in Wyoming. I mean, I'd been working at Chick-fil-A almost two years, and I'd been trying to escape there (laughs) for quite a while (laughs) for many reasons. Um, But uh, I had been given an opportunity to um, potentially go down to Wyoming, and so I contacted the person. I was like, long shot, definitely not going to happen. But then I ended up getting um, called back, and they were like, yeah, we'd love for you to come down. And so... As I went down there, I mean, it's a huge step of faith because I just completely buy Chick-fil-A, buy everything at home. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go live in another state that's like 20-something hours away and work for this guy who's running for governor. And so while I was down there, um, I mean, it was an amazing opportunity, stretched and grew me every day. I had to knock on random people's doors for hours, sweating bullets. (laughs) Um, And, you know, a lot of it had to do with people rejecting you left and right. I mean, some people would just be like, nope, slam the door in your face. And that was extremely humbling. Um, And then there's also people who'd be like, hey, you want to smoke? And I'm like, nope, 
Like, I didn't even have to think about it. And same with drinking. Some people were like, hey, do you want to drink? And I was absolutely not. Mm. Um, And it wasn't something I had to think about because growing up, I knew what was right and wrong. And I, if any of the convictions that I stood on, those were ones that I specifically stood on. And I didn't even have to second guess myself. Well, what's so encouraging to me in that is it's not my faith anymore. It's your faith. Mm -hmm. You know, you carried forth. And so the fear of God in your life, and you realize, no, I have a relationship with God. And what I do in Wyoming is, is seen by him, the same God who sees me in Virginia. And so it's just such a neat thing for me to see that, you know, sometimes these principles we see and think are archaic and, oh, you know, sure, honor your parents. That's boring. But it's actually the blessing. It's the blessed life. So, mm-hmm. so his truth points us back to what matters most. Now, what would you say was one of the biggest challenges you had growing up and how did God turn that into a gift? Um, so I think, uh, the instability of our family, um, caused a lot of insecurity in me. Mm-hmm. And I tried to counter that feeling by trying to control my surroundings. And a lot of that control manifested itself into, um, my siblings, Samuel. I mean, it was kind of funny hearing, like I was talking to Deborah, and she said, yeah, when you were younger, you used to be so joyful and funny and I loved spending time with you. And then you turned into this little monster and <laughs> super bossy. And I was like, and I was like, no, no, no. And I watched a video of us singing choir videos and I was horrific. I was literally like, no, 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 for everything. And I was like, no, you stand here. It's super, super bossy. And I was like, dang, I was a monster. And I thought back about some of my friendships and I was the same way too. And I remember going down to my room one time um, after Sammy was watching a movie when he was like a a couple years younger. And I went back to my room and I cried and I was like, why do I care so much? Mm. Um, And I was like, why do I want to control so much what he watches? Is it fear? Like, what is it? And I just was like, God, I don't want to try and control anything anymore because I knew I was trying to control everything in my life because it didn't seem like anyone else wanted to control anything. Wow. Um, And so that was, yeah, I was just crying. And I was like, God, I don't want to be in control anymore. And, but I couldn't give it up. Yeah, I think it was this shaky season of, you know, we had very clear boundaries, you know, and then I remarried. And it's... Some of the boundaries are redefined a little bit, but it's this, who are we and how do we move forward? We've just had our lives devastated. Who is really righteous? What is, you know, it's kind of like the trying to find our boundaries again. And I think your response to that was anger and control. Mm -hmm. And every single one of us had a sinful response to it because Mm -hmm. we're trying to figure out who we are. Mm-hmm. in that place of uncertainty. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it really, God used that in your life. And even if you, you cried out to him, mm-hmm. that's the answer. You went to him and he taught you how to trust. Mm-hmm. Trust him with it because you couldn't control it, but he could. Mm-hmm. Which is such a beautiful thing, you know, for all of life, all of us to remember. You know, um, you've always been a lot of fun, <laughs> Uh, God has used you to bring joy when things seemed so hard. Why do you think you turned to joy and laughter when you felt sad? And how were you able to do that? So what she's referring to is whenever I'm about to cry, sometimes I just start laughing. (laughs) And I'm like, why am I laughing? I'm so sad. I could cry for days. Like, why am I laughing? 
And I think, I'm honestly trying to think of what it is. I think it's almost, I'm trying not to cry, which mm-hmm. is why I'm laughing. And laughing is the complete opposite of tears. So I'm like, yeah. maybe if I laugh, it, it'll push me away from feeling that way. Mm-hmm. Um, or it will prohibit me from crying because obviously when you laugh, you can't, you can't cry and laugh at the same time. I mean, I have that crying yeah. laughing emoji, but that's not realistic. <laughs> I mean, it is in my case, but not realistic. But I think God also gave you this unique ability to see the funny side of it yeah. right in the moment. Yeah. Like it isn't fake. It's authentic for you like and sometimes I've seen you (laughs) and we'll just start laughing about something and you know I've been like that too at times because I realize I can't it's what we focus on Mm -hmm. I can choose to focus on what bums me out and become completely bummed out or I can see the goodness of that moment and I think that's what God has just given you Mm -hmm. such an ability to do and then we all start laughing because (laughs) somehow you you have this comedic gift you know, uh, and you're just funny, and you know, suddenly we're not sad anymore. <laughs> I think one of the most profound things the Lord showed me was that the hope He had for us is certain and is our source of joy. You know, so even like in that moment, we can either think this is the end, despair. Or we can say, well, wait, God's word says, I know the hope I have for you. And as you know, I've written on hope a lot. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But that that is my joy. And I believe that's been your joy too, because in those moments, you have a choice. Am I going to give in to this or am I going to choose joy? Um, what do you think was one of your favorite memories as a child? There's a lot, but I think, because um, we did a lot as kids, but I think one of my favorite things as a kid was um, going outside with Daniel or any of my siblings. We'd go in the backyard, and um, by backyard, I mean we had a lot of... Um, we had a lot of land, and so we would go back into the woods. We'd go down to the creeks and catch frogs, go on the rope swing across the creek, and just, like, little adventures. I mean, we were kind of in our own little world. And I think another one that was actually pretty significant was Prayer Valley yeah. is what me and Deborah called it. And it was this tree that had actually fallen down in the woods, and it had a little slip inside the tree and me and Deborah would always come over and put notes and envelopes that we had written to God there. And every time we came back, the notes were gone. Hmm. And so for us, it was like, oh, God answered our prayer or he got our prayer. Um, and usually the notes would, it wouldn't even be asking for something. It would just be adoration towards God because that's just how much me and Deborah, well, I'm, I think the whole family, but yeah. Um, me and Deborah specifically did that together. We just wrote no- notes to God, and we were like, I love you so much, you're I'm your biggest fan, you know, basically. <laughs> and every single time the notes were gone, and we were just so happy. So I think that was that was another good memory. That, that was something I was thinking of, too. You know, um, even though living out in the sticks, you know, it was kind of like we didn't have, like, the the close proximity of, um, you know, stores and everything like that. But Mm -hmm. we had each other, and it was just beautiful to go outside and just good old-fashioned fun, you Mm -hmm. know, out there. Um, You and your siblings are really the greatest gifts that God has given me, you know, as well as my sweet husband. But, you know, I I thank God for you. I really do. And the joy that you've brought to our family. Is there anything else that is just on your mind that you'd like to share? Well, I know there was something else that um, I guess we've been discussing about, talking about, and 
I think, so aside from like control when I was younger that I struggled with, I think another one has been like trying to do the right things all the time. And I think that kind of tied into control Mm. and like by me trying to control, it's like everything has to be right. I have to make sure everything's right. And so that aspect manifested itself in me as I have to be this or I have to say this or I have to do this or I'm not going to have my friends for long. Mm. And so, I mean, I've even seen it come into college where it's like, oh, if I don't say this at the right timing or sometimes when I'm talking to people, like some days it'll be natural, but other days I'll feel really insecure and I'm like, I could lose my friends like that if I make a mistake. And that's just not realistic. Right. Because real friends aren't going to drop you if you Mm. say something wrong. But um, I think one of my biggest things has just been, like, I guess, insecurity in who I am and how I act. And I don't need to be insecure. Um, But it just happens sometimes because of, I think, a lot of the stuff that I went through growing up. Yeah. And I think that desire to be perfect comes from a place of, you know, life is like a puzzle. And we're constantly trying to solve it, all the problems on our own. And so that's what we do, but but you've learned a secret of the fear of the Lord and running to God. And when you do that, that turns your insecurity into a strength mm-hmm. because He's our security. Mm-hmm. And that's such a beautiful thing I've seen. I have seen in all of you where you've turned this this problem, you know, into a gift from God. Really, He's turned it into a gift. Yeah, so. yeah, I agree. Well, it's been so fun having you on the show. The raw truth is God's word is the greatest gift of our lives. The radical grace is God's truth helps us to choose joy. And the real hope is that when life is hard, the hope God has for us surpasses any trouble we encounter. You've been listening to the Black and White Podcast, where we filter life through the Bible and live life in the freedom of truth. 